almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. scrub down laboratories and, and I mean the laboratories kids go to to go to the bathroom. Why are you trying so hard in your first year to pull the country so far to the left? Well, I'm not. But you said that they would be sort of in the, the same camp. No, uh, I didn't say that. Look what I said. Go back and read what I said. You always ask me the nicest questions. Now, whether or not, uh, I think that, uh, how can I say this uh, in a public forum? Uh, I think that he, that he has, David, I'm not so sure he has, uh, the inflation has everything to do with the supply chain. He says he never even received a phone call from this White House. Why well, not? I didn't call many Republicans uh, at all. How do you plan to win back moderates and independents who cast a ballot for you in 2020, but polls indicate are unhappy with the way you're doing your job now? I don't believe the polls. The public doesn't want me to be the president's senator. The bottom line, if price increases are what you're worried about, the best answer is my Build Back Better plan. I'm going to see you next conference, okay? Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and
ladies and gentlemen, I thought I would do you the ever so amazing favor of just basically crunching down the two hours of stuff you would never understand anyway because it's very hard to speak Biden ease. Uh, so Real America's Voice put together a uh, a blunder, a Biden blunder reel in just under two minutes so that you guys could get the entire experience of the White House presser the other day without actually having to subject yourself to that kind of torture. So there you go. In a nutshell, from start to finish, everything you heard. But you want to know what I did not hear that day? Do you want to know what I did not hear that day and what Biden and his entire administration either simply forgot or on purpose decided not to honor the soldiers that died in Afghanistan because of his weak pullout of that region. I didn't hear anything about that. He told us how he told us that all the polls are wrong, which we are we get that. We've said that for the last five years, six years. He said that he that none of the bad stuff is happening. Shelves are not empty. What are you talking about? Shelves are full. Jobs are are growing like crazy. Everybody's got money. Gas prices aren't up. Energy prices aren't up. What are you talking about? You can get your hands on anything. You can get your hands on anything. The economy is wonderful. What are you all talking about? Inflation isn't a thing. Those are just numbers and words. Words and numbers. Those aren't, those aren't anything. He told us about everything that we didn't need to hear. But what we did need to hear, the truth, was never even uttered out of his lips. Especially not for our soldiers that he was responsible for their deaths in Afghanistan. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you are locked and loaded. Welcome right here on Live from America. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live free or die state of New Hampshire, as usual, this granite state-free state that we have here. Hopefully, we can have the values of New Hampshire spread out a little bit and affect the rest of New England because the rest of New England is definitely not New Hampshire. We are this tiny little state stuck around a bunch of liberalism. But it is cold here today. We have negative, uh, negative degree temperatures, and I know that that's the case all around the country right now. I heard, I think I seen in the comments that Wisconsin and, and Michigan are also like 15, 16 below. We're below zero here today as well. Really, it would really be nice to have those Trump energy prices right now, wouldn't it? It'd be really nice to have those Trump oil and gas prices right now, wouldn't it? It'd be really nice to get a mean tweet at three in the morning right now so we could wake up and smile from ear to ear. Wouldn't it? But don't worry. Don't worry. We'll never have to ever get a mean tweet ever again. We can get mean truths. We can get mean truths. Jeremy, what are your thoughts on the founder of the Gateway Pundit? Are you talking about, are you talking about Jim and Joe Hoft? Uh, I don't really know what, your, what the question is, but uh, I think the Gateway Pundit is a wonderful source, and I think they're, uh, there's a reason why they've had like a 4,000% increase over the last couple of years. Uh, today's Rumble Rants, ladies and gentlemen, will not be going to live from America. Although we are still very far from our monthly uh, contributors being back to where we were, today on the morning show, all Rumble Rants will be going to Kelly Fullen. Kelly Fullen's Rumble name is actually Kelmar, and he and his wife are in some bad 
bad situations right now. I know there's many of you out there that are sick. I know that many out there are struggling financially. I get it. I'm with you. I live in the same world you guys all live in. But one thing we're not going to ever let, uh, let happen is to take our focus off helping people who need help. And just because we're trying to build back better the Live from America uh, finances, that doesn't mean that we need to take our focus off anybody else. Because there's still thousands of people out there who watch this show that need our help. So all Rumble Rants for today. If somebody can please keep track of all Rumble Rants today. Write down all the numbers from everybody today because this is going to Kelly Fullen. Okay? This is going to Kelly Fullen. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I can do a little bit of that too. I can see where we are now and then I can know where we are after the show. We're going to help others, and that's what we, we did $20,000 last year, and our goal is to help uh, double that this year because, you know what, we could, we could quadruple that times infinity, and it still wouldn't be enough to help everybody. But let me give you a little bit of background here, and thank you to Vicki Schaefer for getting me this info. Uh, Kelly's wife got very sick, COVID, hospitalized. Uh, her job put her on unpaid leave and temporary employment, so they didn't have to pay her anything. And her job is their only source of income, can't pay rent, can't pay bills. So today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to start out with a $100 donation from myself and my wife. And everything that adds on top of that 100 I see we've already got $35 in, will go towards Kelly and his wife so they can not have to worry about getting from one month to the next and help them out through this time. And I'd like, to do this, I'd like to do this as much as we can this year. I know you guys are already contributing to help keep this show afloat. And by the grace of God, and God will always provide, by the grace of God, we've got enough Live From America audience, family members to actually help su- sustain us through March while we rebuild back. We're about 36 37% of where we were before PayPal decided to do the great purge last week. Okay. So if you, guys, uh, if you guys do find it in your hearts and you do have a little bit of extra, let's help one of our own, let's pick them up, and let's pull them out of the, uh, the, uh, the trouble that they're in because it, there's nothing more important. We're only as strong as our weakest link, you guys. I mean, I know you've heard that before, and I, it's not just a cliche. It's real. We're only as strong as our weakest link. So if you can find it in your heart to help out uh, Kelly and his wife, in their time of need, I would really, really appreciate that, okay? Uh, let's go to the Lord, ladies and gentlemen, and read this morning's newsletter, which is, uh, which is titled, Standing Up for Christ Before All Else. Standing Up for Christ Before All Else. Verse of the day today is coming from Matthew 5, 11, and 12. Matthew 5, 11, and 12 for those who actually read along with their Bibles. And it says, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way that they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Pretty powerful verse, letting you know that this lifestyle, this choice to open your eyes, open your arms, and open your heart to the gospel, to the Holy Spirit, and to Jesus Christ, is only going to set you up for men and women on this earth to hate you. 
or to think that there's something wrong with you. Now, they'll always say, well, I agree with the values of Jesus Christ and the values that he put forward for people that were following his message. I agree with that. But he wasn't the son of God. He didn't do any miracles. He didn't raise anybody from the dead. And he's not living within you today. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, it's like a foreign language for an unbeliever. They just can't read it. They can't see it. They can't feel it. They don't know it. They have to see to believe where we believe and then we see. And it's impossible to get anybody to understand what we're trying to show them without them having the same kind of, uh, um, you know, believe before you see rather than see to believe. So I wrote this. What does it mean to live for Christ? Well, many people would give you many different answers. The correct answer is a multitude of things. Honesty, integrity, love, compassion, kindness, gentleness, and solid in your faith and trust in the Lord. These are the things that describe the ways in which God wants us to act. However, there's something else that is absolutely necessary for us to be true Christians. Boldness, ladies and gentlemen. Boldness to stand up and let people know that you love your God. That you put your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, above all earthly things. And for this, you will be made fun of. You'll be laughed at. People will talk about you behind your back. You'll be persecuted and hated, not by God, but by men. The good thing is that men's opinions do not matter. None of them. The only opinion that matters is that of Almighty God. Yahweh is the only way. Jesus' name is the only name that we need to remember. Not your boss's name, not your mother's name, not your father's name, not your name. Only Jesus' name. He saved us so that we could tell others about him. And in 2022, ladies and gentlemen, this will be a year of grace, restoration, and healing. I can feel it. I know it. I, ha- I-, I can feel it all the way down to the, t- to the inner depths of my soul that this is going to be a year for healing and restoration. So be on fire. Live from America family, be on fire for Christ. Let everyone know it's his way or the highway. Do not be afraid to publicly let everybody know. That is the kind of boldness that God requires, especially in a world full of evil. So choose Christ, ladies and gentlemen, and everything else will just make sense. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's not an easy thing to do. It might sound easy, but it's not. Because the first time that somebody laughs at you, the first time that somebody says something mean about you because of it, the first time that somebody tries to put you down for preaching, not for believing, for preaching. See, they don't care that you believe in Christ. Non-believers, atheists, agnostics, people that have a, a bad, feel, a bad uh, uh, some, you know, a chip on their shoulder for Christianity, they don't care that you believe in Christ. That's not what I'm talking about. Believing in Christ is fine in their eyes. It is preaching the gospel that they hate. 
You can walk around believing in God all day long. You can walk around with a shirt on that says, I believe in Christ. Doesn't matter. But as soon as you get that megaphone out, as soon as you get that microphone out, as soon as you go into a public setting, stand on a corner or whatever, and start preaching the gospel, that is when the arrows will come at you, and they'll come at you from every direction. The question is, do you wear an armor of God? Do you have the breastplate of righteousness? Do you have the helmet of salvation? Do you have the shoes of peace? Do you have your sword? Are you ready to fight off those arrows? And if you're not, well, then you're not doing something right. And that is what we're trying to get to. We're trying to get to the point where we're not only equipped to be able to fight off those arrows, but actually cause and welcome those arrows to be shot at us. Because the only way that's going to happen is if you preach the gospel again. They don't care that you believe. They care that you spread the good news. So you know what you have to do. Action, action, action. Let's go to the Lord and say the Lord's Prayer. Please join with me. If you're home from school, I appreciate it. Join in with your parents, your grandparents. If you're at work, don't care what they think. Don't care what they say. If you've got somebody sitting next to you that you feel like you can't say the Lord's Prayer, do it anyway. And watch how bold you feel when you're done. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Again, folks, if you are just joining in, every single dollar donated on Rumble Rants today will not go to Live from America, but will go to help one of our own out of a bad situation, okay? So, everybody, put your cups up. Today we are going to have our first slurp, our drink of the day, to a week filled with winning. Going back and looking at the shows of this week, go back and read the title of every show. Go back and read the topics that we talked about in every show. And from Monday until Friday this week, we've done nothing but win. So hold your cups up high and let's give all glory to God for those wins this week because we need to count every one of them and we need to celebrate every single one of them. What am I talking about? Well, we started the week off by fighting PayPal. We started the week off by fighting the big purge. And look, we're already nearly 40% back to where we were in one week with a Christian conservative-owned payment processing center who is, has a, uh, a representative assigned just to lie from America that we can reach out to anytime we want. I call that a win. You know what else I call a win? I call a win the Democrats already planting the seeds to cry about midterm election voting fraud. I call that a win. You know what else I call a win? Two biggest wins of the week. I call Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin standing in the gap, standing in the gap and holding off those arrows, those spears, those gunshots, those bullets coming their way from the mad melting down left. 
They stood in the gap and they saved America. That's a big win. The filibuster will stay intact. I call a vote to get rid of federalizing the elections and to get rid of the For the People Voting Act. We beat that. I call that a win. Thank you, Margie Berry. God bless you for that. I appreciate you very much for becoming a monthly donor last night. Thank you. I call those wins, ladies and gentlemen. I say that this week was full of nothing but winning. Yes, a couple bad stories here and there, but we have to look at what we're up against, and we have to be happy. We have to be grateful. We have to be gracious, and we have to give that glory to God because it comes from nobody else. You didn't win. I didn't win. Kirsten Cinema didn't win. Joe Manchin didn't win. The country won. And we are one nation under God, so ultimately God wins. And we say it every day, ladies and gentlemen, you can't beat God. How do we get the cash bag to donate from your phone? I donate from my laptop. I can't figure out how to donate from my phone. Well, you're probably on the app rather than instead of being on the browser. So if you went to the browser on your phone and did it that way, it would probably bring up the same look as the laptop. And I think that's the way people do it from their phone. The app, though, will allow you to do it very soon. So anyway, folks, before we really got in today, I wanted to highlight all of the winning. I wanted to highlight what we're up against and what we're able to do when we work together. Even not having the White House, not having the Senate, and not having the House. When we come together and we're united as one, we can do anything. There is nothing that we cannot do. Go to the front of my page, Philippians 4.13. Through Christ, all things are possible. With Christ, all things are possible. And we're winning up against a, um, a war that we don't have the upper hand. At least not here on earth, but we have the upper hand with God. And it's the only way we could win. Name me another reason that we're winning like this, being so far behind the, uh, uh, the, the, the ball when it comes to having the power. Name me another reason why that's happening. Name me another reason that a degenerate like me who grew up literally hating everything about God, faith, Christianity, calling, it, uh, uh, calling uh, anybody who believed in this names, making fun of Mary. How does somebody like me, who's done nothing but fail in life, get to be in a position like this? It's not because of me. It's not because of my hard work. It's because of you, and it's because God touched your heart to put me in this position for a reason. I firmly believe it, and nobody's going to get me to believe otherwise. Let's get to the first and foremost section of today, because it's very important, and we have a lot of good news today as well. Election expert. In Wisconsin, not only an election expert, but also a Wisconsin assembly attorney. Dean O'Donnell revealed over 550,000 registered voters in Wisconsin that have a registration date of January 1st, 1918. Did you hear what I said? Over a half a million people in Wisconsin who are apparently 104 years old are registered to vote in the state of Wisconsin. That is what this election uh, expert and this assembly attorney revealed to us yesterday. And out of those 550,000, 104-year-old registered voters that registered all the way back during the Great Depression, of those 550,000, 
guess how many of them voted in the 2020 insurrection, which was the election? Guess how many of those voted? 115,252. 115,104 year olds who registered to vote during the Great Depression somehow voted in the 2020 November 3rd insurrection. How's that possible? You mean to tell me that there are 550,104-year-olds living in Wisconsin, and of that, 115,000 of them decided to get out of the house and say, let's go and vote in the 2020 election? <laughs> that was false and fake and never happened. <laughs> That is why we need to clean our voting rolls. That is why all of this investigation that everybody says nothing's going to happen from that. Oh, yes, it will. Because it leads to stuff like this. It leads to findings and proof and evidence like this, which also leads to being able to put better uh, laws in place, more security in place, and better processes in place in order to have clean voting rolls so there's no ghost voters. There's probably not 550,104 year olds in this country, let alone Wisconsin. <laughs> Unbelievable. Let's go to the story and let's read it. Wisconsin Assembly Attorney Dean O'Donnell, who is an expert analyst on the election integrity team, called out the official explanation that was given, saying it does not hold water before dropping some more of his team's jaw-dropping findings of corruption in the 2020 election. Now, think about this. Before we go on to read the rest of this story, think about this. You have the Racine County Sheriff's Office who are begging the attorney general there to indict five of the six election commission members on felony charges for frauding the election of 2020. You have Michael Gableman, who has been investigating the Zuckerbucks and the third-party billionaires that literally bought off the election in Wisconsin. Okay? You have uh, Dean O'Donnell here, who's uncovering all of the ghost voters and the fake people who don't even exist anymore that the Democrats used in order to attach mail-in ballots to them that they dropped in overnight drop boxes. Do you see the dominoes? Do you see all the different ways that they cheated? And they needed every single one of them just to get Biden up over that curve. And if they don't have two out of the five, if they don't have three out of the five, hell, if they don't have one out of the five ways to do it, they cannot ever cheat again. Do you understand the importance of finding out all of these little things that not one of them are going to send anybody to jail, but a collection of them will make sure that it never happens again, and then we can retroactively go back if we have to, find these people, put them in handcuffs, put them in jail, lock the door, throw away the key, and say, peace out. And set that precedent so that it never happens again. Like I said, I bet there's not 550,104 year olds in the whole country. Hell, maybe even the whole world. According to O'Donnell, they found an astronomical, five, the actual number is 569,277. I just round it down. To give the Democrats a little bit more leeway. 
569,277 voters had an application date of 1-1-1918, which accounts for roughly one out of every 14 voters in the state's database. Wow. I want to move to Wisconsin. What's in the water there? (laughs) If there's that many 104-year-olds, maybe it's the cheese. I don't know. Oh, and wait, there's more. One out of every five of those phantom voters apparently cast a ballot in the 2020 election, a whopping 115,252 to be exact. One out of every five voters in Wisconsin who voted in the 2020 election are 104 years old. Isn't that amazing? I wonder how many checked the box for Biden. That's the next step. I'd say somewhere between 100% and 100%. How about you? Let's go to the video where, um, where O'Donnell's talking about this exact thing right now. All right? This is the guy, and uh, he's the one who's got a team that's digging deep into this to make sure it never happens again. Because that's the key, folks, making sure that it never happens again. The, the, the answer in the frequently asked questions is extremely calm and uh, indicates that it's a, it's a small uh, problem coming from the from very small uh, very small places of less than 5,000 voters that did not keep this information uh, before and so whenever they they did their big merge in 2006 that information wasn't there so the information got defaulted well to me that does not hold water uh, as as you know <laughs> an expert looking at just at, at, at numbers and, and that there, there are in, in mid-21 uh, voter rolls, 569,277 total registrations with the application date of January 1st, 1918. That is one out of every 14 voters in the system. Uh, so, you know, if you're Wisconsin, go out in your street, look up and down the street. Uh, uh, you probably have at least one person there, but... Uh, at least in that. Now, that is both inactive and inactive voters. If if you just look at the active, you have 119,283 with that uh, registration date, and 115,252 of them voted in November. Uh, this does not seem to be consistent with a 15-year-old issue involving small towns. Even if this merge excuse uh, was valid, uh, it, it would seem that while birth dates uh, may not have been required, dates of application and registration should always be maintained. Otherwise, it's impossible to purge the rules of inactive voters. Uh, you can't have a four-year policy if you don't know when person uh, registered or applied in this case. Um, if the critical information was not transferred to the central rules in 2006, what steps have been made in the intervening 16 years to recover and fix this data? This now, I want to I want to make a statement. I just saw Joe, our friend Joe Bo from Texas say, I don't care about all this. I want something to happen. No, rephrase that. Rephrase that, Joe. You're saying you don't care about any of this. You just want something to happen. Rephrase that to I don't care about any of this. I want somebody arrested. So do I, bud. So do I. So do I. But you need to care about this because if you don't care about this, then the crap that happened in 2020 happens again, happens again. And then you go voting means nothing. It's always been a two-front fight. People will go to jail when the people that are in charge are back in charge that will do the the job that we want done. You're never going to get anything to happen as in people going to jail with the current people in charge. And the only way the current people in charge change 
is if we don't allow this to happen again. So I would say the 19 states that have already enacted 34 new election security bills and laws, they're already in place. I would say that's doing something. I would. I'm not angry or anything like that. I'm just being very matter of fact. If you want people in jail, the only way to do it is this stuff, is to make sure that doesn't happen again by doing proper research, proper investigation, proper uh, compiling of evidence, and making sure that that basket of wrath is full for when we have the people in power to do something again. Trump will not make the same mistake again of having the people around him or in the Justice Department or in the FBI. They're going to sit around with their thumb up their butt. It's not going to happen again. You can't have one without the other. It's just where we are today. You can't have one without the other. I agree with you, Joe. I am fired up and want people in prison today. But I also am calculated and calm enough to understand that the only way we get there, buddy, the only way we get there, my brother, is to make sure that it doesn't happen again. It's not just one. It's never been just one. And we're doing it. And we're doing it better and faster than anybody ever thought we could. We're doing it better and faster than anybody thought we were going to a year ago today. A year ago today, think about it. January 21st, 2021, where were you? What were you thinking? The world was falling. The sky was falling. Chicken Little was next to you screaming the same thing. You were afraid. You were wondering what the hell happened. You were worried and you were, not, you were pessimistic about the future of this country. You thought it was over. Socialism, communism. All of it. It's done. It's over. They stole it all and we'll never get it back. And you know what? A year later, nothing could be further from the truth. In my eyes, anyway. I live and breathe this stuff every day and I see things happening that are just irrefutable proof that they're screwed. That needs to be another button. Screwed. Jeremy, you don't sound so calm. I know, I know. I never sound calm. I just got too much coffee and energy in me, I guess. Folks, we're looking for 1,000 shares on Getter and Rumble. Thank you very much. Oh, by the way, let's go ahead and let's give Mr. O'Donnell the award of the day because he's finding out things that we've needed to find out. He's storing up that wrath. So go ahead and cue those drums, and let's give Mr. O'Donnell the Smarty Award of the Day, ladies and gentlemen. Because the voter rolls have always been the key to all of this. The voter rolls have always been the key to all of this. Because if there's no phantom or ghost voters, if there's no names out there that are dead, long, and gone, then there's nobody to be able to tie uh, mail-in votes to. And you can easily prove, well, 700,000 votes came in, but we only have 200,000 people in the state. So, you know, I'm just using numbers. Hey, Freddie, we love you. We love you. You can say whatever you want to say, but sticks and stones may break our bones and names will never hurt us. <laughs> anyway, let's move on, folks, because the TSA, speaking of, uh, speaking of people trying to do something wrong, the TSA is now allowing illegal aliens, illegal aliens, that means illegal people in this country who are not here legally. I know that's hard for Democrats to understand that. The TSA allows illegal aliens to board planes using criminal arrest warrants as a proper form of identification. Think about that. Think about that. You and I are stripped down. 
you and I have to take off our shoes, our hats, take off our belt, take off our glasses, take off our jewelry, take off our wedding rings, our watches, put them in different bins, walk basically naked through a thing, put up your arms so they can see everything about you inside your body and inside your clothes. We get scrutinized like that. ID, ID, mask up, mask down, all that, oh, mask over your nose, mask under your chin. However, if you're an illegal alien, all you need is an arrest warrant. Here you go, or all you need is a criminal, criminal, uh, criminal history document. Oh, here, here's when I raped a girl. Yeah, this is when I raped a girl four years ago. It says it's me. That's a picture of me raping that girl. Yeah, can I get on the plane now? Well, sure. Only if you're illegal. Only if you're illegal. Let's go to a live shot real quick before I talk about the story. See it on the, that's a live shot. That's a Real America's Voices, uh, Chris Carter. He's in D.C. for the March for Life today. Something that we all should be praying for, ladies and gentlemen, to end abortion in this country. Big shout out to Real America's Voice. They're covering the March for Life because I guarantee you that the mainstream media won't be talking about it. But anyway, the Transportation Security Administration, the TSA, allows illegal aliens flying without proper forms of identification to use their arrest warrants as their identification. Wow. Congressman Lance Gooden, Republican from Texas, sent a letter to the TSA after a whistleblower came forward and revealed the so-called security agency was allowing unknown migrants to board commercial flights within the United States. A TSA administrator responded to Congressman Gooden's uh, letter and explained certain DHS documents such as a warrant for arrest of alien and a warrant of removal and deportation are considered acceptable forms of identification. Do you just understand what I just read to you? That a warrant to arrest that person because they're illegal and the warrant to remove and deport that person who's illegal is is used to identify that person to allow them to board a commercial American plane to fly to another state in America so they can remain in America and they use their deportation papers to be able to get on that plane. I have no words. I have no words for what in the H-E double hockey sticks that I just read. This is what I'm talking about, folks. All of this crap is going to continue until we purge the Republican Party, win in November, purge the Democratic Party so they never win again for the next 20 years, and literally take this country back I almost said something else, but I'm careful because I know that those uh, alphabet people are listening. But you know what I'm talking about. 2022 is going to be a year for restoration, healing, rejuvenation, all of it. And it starts November 3rd, 2022. Actually, it starts now, but that is going to be what solidifies it. And after that, it is on like Donkey Kong. If you know what I mean, restoration, healing, rejuvenation, all of it is coming back. And we are going to re- we are going to experience a real rebirth of America. Don't believe me? Just stay tuned. I cannot, I, I, I can't, I don't even want to read any more of this story. 
I don't want to read any more of this story. The story's got me heated because the, the fact that they're using their deportation papers as an ID to stay in the country and a TSA, which is overseen by the United States government, is allowing it to happen, tells you everything that you need to know. Unbelievable. But you know what? This is one of the less new ways, ladies and gentlemen. See, they thought they were going to be able to federalize the elections. They thought that they were going to be able to basically get rid of the filibuster so that they could federalize the elections. Once they federalized the elections, those million illegal aliens that came across the border in this last year, you think that was just for show? You think that was just because, oh, well, we can't stop the border. They're overrunning the border. We got to worry about human rights. Ah, don't separate the kids. None of that's real. It was all a precursor. It was all step one to get them all here. Step two is federalize the elections and get rid of the filibuster. Step three is disperse all of those illegal aliens to Texas, Florida, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, all of those swing states that they had to steal, which was the real insurrection on November 3rd, 2020. They knew that we were putting these election security laws in place. So their last ditch effort was to federalize the election and have all of these illegal aliens in place to say execute order 66. If you're a Star Wars fan, you understand the reference, which means it's go time. But you have to have all these people in place in order to push the go time button. And their plans were foiled by Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin, two Democrats of all people. Now do you understand how it's all connected? You see how it's just one thing relies on the other, which relies on the other, which relies on the other. And it's a domino effect of destruction of the Constitution and America, the great experiment, the wonderful republic. So it isn't just stopping one thing or focusing on this or focusing on that. It's about focusing on all of them, understanding their massive plan, which we did not understand prior to the 2020 insurrection. We didn't understand their massive plan. We just knew they were always trying to cheat. We just knew they were always trying to cheat. We did not understand their massive plan until it was too late. Now we're smarter than that. Now we understand we got to figure out all their moves, put them all together, and expose their master plan and stop it dead in its tracks. That's what 2022 is for. They weren't able to steal Texas. Not yet. Not yet, Jadfish. Not yet. But where do you think all those illegal aliens are going? They're going to the states that they had to steal in 2020 because they know they're not going to be able to steal them in 2022. That is why they're going. That's why they're dispersing them in the middle of the night to Pennsylvania. That's why they're dispersing them in the middle of the night to Florida, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, Texas. Isn't that funny? All these states that are either swing states or states that they want to try to turn blue. How come they're not sending them to New Hampshire? How come they're not sending them to Rhode Island? How come they're not sending them to... What, name me another blue state that's just sure, sure to be blue. Colorado. How come they're not sending them to the blue states? Isn't that weird? Funny, right? Now, I know some have gone to some blue states, but a majority have gone to the red states. It's all part of their plan, folks. 
It's all part of their plan. Okay, moving on to more incompetent government agencies like the TSA. Let's talk about the FBI and the DOJ for a minute. Because America is not going to get back to America until we purge the Republican Party, remove the Democrat Party, and then purge the FBI, purge the, the, uh, the National Intelligence Agency, and purge the DOJ. They are just as corrupt as the politicians that run them. And everybody knows it. The FBI and the DOJ are so corrupt that instead of focusing on the insurrection of November 3rd, 2020, instead of prosecuting Hunter Biden for his pedophilia, his laptop, and his national security law-breaking episodes that he's been on, instead of going after Clinton and Obama for spying on Trump's campaign, killing the people in Benghazi, deleting 30,000 government emails that showed it all, no, they want to focus on James O'Keefe. They want to focus on Jeremy Harrell and come knock on my door like that's supposed to scare me. They want to focus on moms and dads going to school board meetings instead of Hunter Biden smoking Cheetos that he got off the carpet because he thought it was crack. You don't scare us. You don't scare us. Fear not those who have the power to kill your body and do nothing more. Fear those who have the power to not only kill your body, but cast your soul into the depths of hell. Fear him, not them. Cowards. Trying to intimidate and bully the American people. You think that's going to work? Cowards. Every damn one of you. Now, now, we find out that a senior FBI official was caught abusing his authority. And once he was caught, he lied to the inspector general from the OIG's office. And when the OIG filed the report that the senior FBI official was caught and lied to them, they handed it over to the DOJ. And the doo-doo DOJ decided not to prosecute or bring any criminal charges up whatsoever on this FBI official. That's how corrupt they are. The Office of the Inspector General on Thursday released its findings of misconduct by a senior FBI official for failure to timely report a romantic relationship with a subordinate. The senior FBI official then lied to the Inspector General about abusing his authority and intimidating said subordinate. The OIG investigation substantiated the allegations that the senior official engaged in a romantic relationship with a subordinate and failed to timely report that relationship in violation of FBI policy. The OIG also found that the senior official violated FBI policy by participating in two hiring or organizational decisions involving the subordinate without receiving prior approval. That's why um, what's that called? Nepotism? Where you're, where you're working with somebody and dating them at the same time, I believe that's called nepotism. Can't do that because you're making decisions that affect the country. In addition, the OIG found that the senior official allowed the relationship to negatively affect a professional and appropriate supervisor-subordinate relationship, adversely affect the FBI's mission exactly, and disrupts workplace morale 
by, among other things, causing the subordinate to believe that the subordinate's career was being impacted due to missed opportunities and sending text messages and emails to the subordinate that disbarged the subordinate's immediate uh, supervisor and the senior official's other subordinates, all in violation of FBI policy, the OIG wrote in the summary. The OIG revealed the the senior FBI official uh, official interfered with a traffic incident involving the subordinate, then lied about it during the interview with the FBI and the OIG. The OIG also found that another now-retired senior FBI official violated FBI policy as well. Long story short, if you read the whole summary, you'll find out at the end that the DOJ decided not to criminally prosecute either of them and not even discipline either of them, citing that the reason that they're not disciplining the one that's already retired is because, well, he's already retired. Looks like we've got about $2,190 already raised for one of our own that need help. And that, to me, makes my day. Now, you got to understand that of that money, Rumble takes a percentage out. So whatever that percentage is, I'll announce it at the end of the day. But that makes my day. Thank you guys for helping. Thank you so much for helping Kelly and his wife. It's more important than anything else that, like I said, we're only as strong as our weakest link. And if we're not reaching down and helping each other up, then nobody else is going to do it for us. It's why this family is so strong. And it will remain strong. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the rest of the day is actually going to be focused on action and good news. Action and good news. So I hope you're ready because it's action time and this is a call to action right now. Woke University of Rhode Island has, re, um, has revoked General Michael Flynn's honorary degree. Now, I don't know how much you guys know about General Michael Flynn. Here's a great picture of him in his uniform right here. I had the honor of meeting General Michael Flynn here in New Hampshire. I had the honor of spending an entire day with him. I had the honor of doing a lot of things with him. He's a great man. Praying with him. Had great conversation. General Michael Flynn, the former head of the Defense Intelligence Agency and former National Security Advisor under President Donald J. Trump, came under fire again this week from the fascist left. They just can't leave him alone. They can't leave anybody alone that President Trump pardoned because to them, they are President Trump himself. The radical left will not be happy until they destroy this man in any way possible. They're doing the same thing to Roger Stone, too, and Donald Trump. So General Flynn decided he would release an exclusive statement in response to the latest attack, this time from his home and alma mater. The new president of the University of Rhode Island, Mark Parlong, Parlange, Parlange, Parlong, Par who gives a crap, an expert in climate change, requested to revoke honorary degrees presented to American heroes like Michael Flynn and Rudy Giuliani. In December 2021, URI's Honorary Degree Committee conducted a review of General Michael Flynn and Major Giuliani's cases and voted to revoke their honorary degrees based on their findings. The two Trump supporters suddenly did not fit the requirements to be honored by the esteemed university. Take a steaming pile of crap all over their lawn. How about that? 
According to the letter sent to the URI's board of trustees on Monday, Mark, who gives a crap what his last name is, said that he agreed the committee's decisions based on the finding that both men are, quote, no longer represent or no longer represent the highest level of our values and standards. Sounds a lot like Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. As a civic institution, URI has the privilege and responsibility to sustain and preserve American democracy by inspiring and modeling good citizenship. Revoking these honorary degrees reinforces our values and allows us to lead with truth and integrity. The trustees were scheduled to vote on this recommendation Friday, the Providence Journal reported. And here's a copy of the letter, and I'm looking at the letter right now. General Flynn told the Gateway Pundit on Thursday that this, is a, uh, this act is more of the same cancel culture. He even more determined to fight back against the madness. He said this, they will come after us all if we don't stand up to this madness. What in the crap have I been saying on this show since we started, folks? It's all about standing up and not being a coward regardless of what anybody can do to you. Because like I said, they don't have the power to cast your soul into hell. Only God does. So why do we fear these losers? He says, I'm so sick and tired of their lies and deceit. And the new president of URI didn't have the guts to give me the courtesy of a phone call, an email, nothing. Zero courage, he says. Total disrespect and a sheer wokeness now exists on that campus. General Flynn continued to say this will not change until we get them out of power. Same thing applies to the federal government, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to take a massive change at the very top of our government with leaders who are ready to take dramatic steps to change the culture of our education, our media, and our justice systems. It can be done as well as other institutions of power. Amen. General Flynn and I are on the same page and we agree on this. So ladies and gentlemen, you know what to do. It's time to call. Call, 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 email, 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 flood the University of Rhode Island with as much of your opinions on this as absolutely possible. Don't let them get away with it because it's your phone calls, your emails, my phone calls, my emails by the tens of thousands that actually get them to sometimes backtrack. But you know what? I want them to backtrack. I want them to say that, you know what? We changed our mind. We're going to continue to honor General Michael Flynn. And then I want General Michael Flynn to come on this show and say, no, thanks. I'm all good. I don't need to be an honorary member of the University of Rhode Island. I'm an honorary member of God. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Suck on that, University of Rhode Island. And for that, the University of Rhode Island deserves, rightfully so, the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. Swamp Donkey Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. Doris says, I hate that Lynn and others are saying that Flynn is a fake patriot. Look, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Watch how fast we lose people to this show right now. You ready for this? For a long time, I did not want to say anything bad about any of the Marjorie Taylor Greens, Lynn Woods, Michael Flynn's, Javon Hutton Pulitzer's, all of these people that, one, that somebody's calling fake, fake patriot all this. Watch how fast we lose people here. I decided to go and do my own, not really research, but monitor some of these people and watch what they post, watch how often they post, watch what they say, and see what their motives are.
What I found is that General Michael Flynn is exactly who is the man that I met here in New Hampshire and spent the day with. What I found is that Marjorie Taylor Greene is fighting harder than any other elected official outside of Trump in Washington, D.C. right now. Same thing with Matt Gates. Love it or hate it, I don't care. I didn't get here because I cared about what rumor starters and gossipers said. I watched all these people for the last year. I've watched all their posts. I've seen their motives. I've seen their agendas. And I got to tell you, Lynn Wood does nothing but sit behind his computer every single day and complain about somebody else, about what they're not doing, about what they said, about what their true motives are. I've asked Lynn Wood to come on this show six to seven times. I've been in contact with the people who are directly talking to him every single day, and there's a reason he won't come on this show. Why do you think that is? You think he's not coming on this show because that I like Marjorie Taylor Greene? No. Lynn Wood is a seasoned crybaby. That's all he does. Do I respect some of his accomplishments? A thousand percent. Do I respect the fact that he loves President Trump and understands the election was stolen? 1,000%. You know what I don't respect? A 60-year-old man crying on Telegram every day about how nobody else is doing their job. Get up your 60-year-old crybaby butt and do the job that you're complaining about others doing or shut up. Nobody gave a damn about who you were until you put on a MAGA hat and got on a stage and started saying everything that we say every day. And since then, all you've done is cry like a five-year-old girl who somebody took her toy. Oh, no. Sure as hell aren't helping the movement. I don't care how many people leave the show because of what I just said. That is the truth. Go see for yourself. We're not in high school. We're living in real life and we're fighting a real war. And we don't need some fake Democrat putting on a MAGA hat, crying about everybody else who's actually putting their lives on the line. Did Lynn Wood ever put on a uniform? Did Lynn Wood ever put on a uniform and go put his life on the line for this country multiple times in different areas of the world? No. General Michael Flynn did. Did Lynn Wood ever run for office and affect any change whatsoever? No. Marjorie Taylor Greene did. Now, I love Candace Taylor, and Candace Taylor is really good friends with Lynn Wood, and that's not going to change my, my, my love for Candace Taylor, but that guy's a crackpot nutcase, period. Love it or don't love it, I don't care. 2022 is not about playing games and sitting around with our thumbs up our butt. 2022 is about taking over. And we're never going to take over. <laughs> oh, look at all these fake patriots. Look at all these fake patriots. How come Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't do this? How come, Lynn, how come General Michael Flynn doesn't do this? Why doesn't Javon Hutton Pulitzer do this? Wah, wah, shut up. Nobody cares. Now I'm mad. I've been wanting to say that for a long time. I've been wanting to say that for a long time. And I finally got it out. 
and now I'm leaving it behind. I got three great stories to end the day. You all know who Matt Walsh is, right? Matt Walsh put it all on the line when he went to that school board meeting. I thought that was great. Matt Walsh is a great conservative man of this country. Matt Walsh is not afraid to speak up. I love him. I think he's great. I think he's even greater after the video I'm about to show you. Matt Walsh decided that he was going to go on Dr. Phil of all places. And the reason why Matt Walsh was going to go on to Dr. Phil was so that he could put transgenders in their place. Not to say that you shouldn't be a transgender. Not to say that you're stupid because you're a transgender or you're wrong because you're a transgender. Because he went on there to put transgenderism in its place because of how it's seeping out and affecting the rest of the world. How it's affecting your kids at school. How it's affecting your job. How it's affecting women who are trying to actually progress through sports and make a living when they have to fight men who think they're women. Matt Walsh is a hero. For this. I love this. Check this out. There's the extreme approach that you are admittedly taking. Um, and then there's also just ordinary people that might not be comfortable with the language change. And it just is awkward. And so they're afraid of not being courteous or being accepting. So there's like these two things. There's actually combating and not being, you don't like transgender, the idea of transgender. That's different than pronouns. But then just for most people, it's just, feeling a little bit awkward and unsure and not wanting to hurt or offend somebody. Well, why is it important for educators to teach about gender identity, gender presentation and pronouns? Why, why do you think that's important? Because there, there is a difference. There is biological sex and a lot of times people are conflating sex and gender. So there's biological sex and then there's gender and that's a social construct in the sense that just because you're born biologically a female doesn't mean you automatically want to vacuum, for instance, which is usually a feminine um, activity or conflated that way. Um, and so it's this idea of giving children uh, in age appropriate ways an understanding that you can, that these things aren't set in stone. Gender identity is not tied to biology. You say that gender is not set in stone. It's uh, not. What do you mean? I mean, I mean, that's just factually incorrect uh, saying that. So you have biology is the chromosomal makeup and, and, and reproductive organs and all of that. Um, and so that would be sort of the nature side of things. But the nurture side of things is where we see more of gender identities. She, she began by saying that my view is extreme. Okay, so the view that every single person on earth yeah. has held up until 15 seconds ago is extreme. And the view that almost everyone does right now still, still hold is extreme, apparently, according to her. But... There, there is this they are conflating gender and sex because on one hand they say, well, you got your biological sex, but then your gender is whatever social construct. But then they turn around and say that trans women are women. So a man yeah, yeah. Who, ha who, who identifies with, the, with the, the gender, the social construct of womanhood actually is a woman. So if you can, uh, you can laugh all you want, but you are, this is a logical problem. You are conflating sex and gender just by saying that. So that's the problem. There's biological sex, and then there is gender identity. Part of me wants to ask why you care so much, uh, because right, it's really right. not that big of a deal. Oh, yeah. Can I answer right. that? Um, I, I, I'd, love to, I'd love to answer that question. I, I care about the truth. So, so basic truth matters. I want to live in a society where people okay, care about fine. the truth and we're grounded in truth. Right. Um, I care about children, and this, these insane ideas about too. gender are being, are being foist on kids, um, and that, that bothers me quite a bit. I care about the women who are having their... Opportunities stolen from them. I care quite a bit. Yeah. You are a champion for. 
So there's a reason why we care about this stuff, okay? To each their own. If somebody wants to be transgender, okay, cool. If somebody thinks they're a guy when they're really a girl, I could care less. It doesn't affect me in any way. And guess what? I'm not mad at those people for choosing that lifestyle. Not at all. And I doubt Matt Walsh is either. I'm more mad at rhino Republicans and people following weirdos into a nowhereville than I am about that stuff. But why Matt Walsh was right in what he was saying was because when it spills over to our children, when it spills over to athletes, when it spills over to fairness, when it spills over to our jobs, and when it spills over to our personal lives that says, you must accept this, change into this, love this, have this everywhere, regardless of skill or academic requirements, that is when we speak up. So when that lady said, I don't know why you really care about this, that's why. That's why I care about this. Because you are socially engineering youth, the youth of our nation, who are like sponges and you can mold to whatever you want into making them think that this is all okay. This is all okay. And by God's eyes, it's not okay. So you are offending millions and millions of people by promoting this lie. Again, somebody just said, hate the sin, not the sinner. Exactly. I don't, I'm not mad at those people. I'm mad because of the fact that you're pushing it on people who don't want to live that life and you're calling them names, doxing them and ruining their lives if they don't accept that way of life. That's what I'm talking about. So Matt Walsh was 100% correct in that. Matt Walsh was 100% correct in that. Now, I want to, I want to share some, uh, some other good news with you. Check this out. Um, Netflix, bring the story up here. Netflix shares have fallen 20% because of slow subscriber growth. Netflix reported fourth quarter earnings after the bell on Thursday. The streamer beat on both the top and bottom lines, but shares plunged in after-hours tradings on slowing subscriber growth. The company said for the first quarter of 2022, it expects to add 2.5 million subscribers compared to the 3.9 million it added in Q1 of 2021. Netflix reported fourth quarter earnings after the bell on Thursday that fell 20%. And here are the key numbers. Earnings per share went from $1.33 to $0.82. Revenue, $7.71 billion um, versus the $7.71 billion expected, according to Refinitive, which is basically saying they're expecting no growth whatsoever. Global paid net subscribers additions, 8.28 million, down to 8.19 million expected, according to street count estimates. Why do you think Netflix is losing subscribers? They're not losing subscribers because people are choosing other places to go because they're better. As a matter of fact, Netflix might have the best streaming service there is out there as far as the way it's laid out, what options you have. The reason why they've lost 20% is because of what their agenda is. When they put on that cuties thing, millions of people left Netflix. And they continue to push this woke, transgender, you know, LGBTQ community lifestyle so that people can just sit at home and be brainwashed. There's a thing on Netflix that says don't know what to watch. 
They put this in not too long ago. There's a thing on Netflix that if you're scrolling through Netflix and you can't figure out what you want to watch, a pop-up comes up that says, can't figure out what to watch. Let us suggest something to you. And you know what was on their suggestion list? Nine out of the ten things that were on their suggestion list were something to do with LGBTQ, woke, anti-Trump, or uh, transgenderism. Nine out of the ten. So you tell me what they're trying to do there. And they're only going to continue to drop. Because people, just like Coca-Cola, just like the airlines, just like Nike, just like all those places that we boycott, Carhartt now, they're going to lose a lot of money. Because you're going against the grain of the majority of Americans. And when you go against the grain of the majority of the people that have the money, what do you think is going to happen? How stupid can you be? Cuties was a pedophile streaming show. How many old men probably sat in their homes around the world watching cuties pleasuring themselves to little girls in skin-tight clothes? That's disgusting. And Netflix is fostering that kind of environment. Now, I want to play some more good news for you. I think that was good news, by the way. I think good news is Netflix losing money. That's what I believe. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to show you some more good news for you. What you're about to see is a video. Remember the nine-year-old girl that actually got arrested by the NYPD because she didn't show her vax card at a museum? Well, ladies and gentlemen... This is just a video of her being set free. Not that she should have ever been arrested in the first place, but here's a video of nine-year-old Jayla being set free from the NYPD jail. Jayla! 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 You want to say anything? Yes! You're a soldier! You okay, honey? Who's the strongest baby queen? Who's the best warrior we got? You watch, you watch folks, someday little Jayla will be elected as the mayor of New York City and she will clean up any kind of corruption. That should have never happened to Jayla. That should have never happened to a girl her age that will always forever be with her. She'll probably be traumatized by that from the rest of her life. But the fact that she came out so strong with a smile on her face lets you know that the Holy Spirit is within her. God is with her. And I'm just so pleased and so happy that she was able to come out of this smiling. That she was able to come out of this smiling. God bless her. That's good news, folks. Like I said, not good news that she got arrested in the first place, but good news that she came out with a smile on her face. Maybe she'll be our first woman president. How about that? I'd vote for her. I'd vote for her. Um, Some more good news, ladies and gentlemen. Ron DeSantis' wife, the first lady of the great sunshine state of Florida, has finished her chemotherapy treatment for breast cancer. She is good. She doesn't need any more treatment right now. She is stable. She's in good health. So I want to say 
Uh, thank you to God for delivering such a wonderful person out of sickness, out of any kind of disease. I am so grateful for the people of Florida for electing Ron DeSantis. He really set the bar this year. He really showed America how you're supposed to govern for the people and by the people. I think Ron DeSantis did every bit of a good as job as President Trump did as president. And I want to say there's bright futures for people like Ron DeSantis. And I want to say again, thank you to God. Thank you to God that his wife came through the treatment okay. She's healthy. She's cancer-free. And she's ready to move forward. Uh, that, that, deserves, that deserves prayer right there, folks. That deserves prayer right there. I want to thank you. It looks like we've raised a ton of money today. A ton of money today for Kelly and his, and his wife. I hope they're watching. I hope this brings a little bit of warmth to their heart and their soul. I want to apologize one more time for getting so angry today. I want to apologize to those who actually don't see what I see or have not seen what I've seen and might still be following that person who I uh, got so angry about. But there's some things that I just won't keep in, you guys. There's just some things that I can't keep in, that I won't keep in. There's things that I have to get out to you. You have to know how I feel about things. If you're going to follow this page, you're going to be part of this family, then you need to know everything about me. I work for you. I work for you ultimately. And I'm not going to sit here and be uh, hiding my true feelings ever. I want to be a transparent, open book always to you guys. And I think if I'm anything other than that, then this show doesn't deserve to even be here. You know what I mean? Now, that doesn't mean that if you disagree with me, that you have to hate me. That doesn't mean that I have to hate you. We disagree here all the time. So if I did offend you in any way, I apologize. But I will never, ever, ever hold in the way I feel. It's just not who I am. It's just not who I'll ever be. Matter of fact, I'm starting to tear up just thinking about the people that I might have hurt that are part of this family. That's how much I care about you guys. That's how much I look to you guys as inspiration. That's how much I love every one of you. It bothers me to get that mad at somebody that I know so many of you follow. But I can't help it. I can't help it and I never will be able to. It's just who I am. I don't agree with what this guy's done or said at all. I tried. I tried. I tried not to judge I tried to watch, I tried to be careful, I tried to be honest, I tried to be open, and everything that I saw just got me to that point where you saw me today, and I'll never change. So if you're new to the show and you don't like that, maybe this show isn't for you. Maybe this channel isn't for you. It'll never change. I'm sorry, but it will never, ever change. And now before we leave today, I want to show you something that might bring a tear to your eye too. It may not bring a tear to your eye, but it will definitely, definitely make you, uh, make you think, okay? Now, before I play this video, I want to say that you're going to need, um, you're going to need to uh, get the kids out of the room, okay? Because there is language in this that you might not want to hear, Okay? So get the kids out of the room just in case there's going to be an F-bomb, there's going to be an S-bomb, and I'm sorry. But again, I think you need to, to understand exactly why I'm playing this video in its entirety without editing it in any way. Because you're about to see a, a man who was called a bootlicker. A man who was called a bootlicker on his social media by people who watch his page, and I want you to see his response. Again... 
just for the last warning, there is swear words in this video. Here we go. Haha, <laughs> boot liquor, huh? Well, let's talk about my boots. These boots, these boots right here, I got when I joined the United States Navy and I went greenside and I became part of something called the Fleet Marine Force and became a devil dock, became a greenside Navy corpsman with infantry Marines. Went to LAR Battalion, was with Weapons Platoon, Toes and Mortar Section, and then I went to Scouts for a little bit, taking care of my Marines, and got the title, Doc. And I earned that shit putting in fucking work. And these boots, law enforcement. Now these, these boots are special. These boots have seen a lot of shit. They've been in a handful of fights. They've been spat on by people that hate me and wish I was dead. People that threaten to take the gun out of my holster and blow my head off. These boots help save DV victims. These boots have found missing people, missing children and black youth. And these boots have changed black youth and changed their life around from committing crimes. These boots have also gone towards the sound of gunfire. These boots have chased people with guns. And these boots have seen blood, homicides, murders, shootings, stabbing. And they've seen people take their last breath. And these boots have caught the tears of family members that couldn't see their loved ones again. And these boots have saved people from taking their own lives away. You see, all of my boots actually do shit. And the only type of people that make these type of comments are people that can never join the military or law enforcement. And they get jealous because they have no boots to lick. And their hate will always show ignorance, showing how dumb they really are. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that right there was one of the well, truest videos that I saw over the last few days. I could not wait to share that with you. God bless that man. Another another person, regardless of his skin color, regardless of what the people are saying about him, regardless of the people in his own inner circle saying bad things about him, he stood in the gap and said, no, no, courage is contagious, and I'm not going to let you call me this without telling you exactly, exactly what these boots have seen. What a wonderful, wonderful video. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him on TikTok, and you can find him on a slew of other video platforms, and his name is The Quiet Sailor. The underscore quiet underscore sailor. The Quiet Sailor. Check him out. Research him. Good young man. Very courageous. Very pro-American. Very patriotic. And fought for this country abroad and at home. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for Live from America today. I do want to tell you not to forget... We do have a major deal going on right now until February 8th, and that is our Valentine's Day special. Get two of any of the Freedoms t-shirts, men or women's shirts, different colors, doesn't matter. Pick out any kind you want. Go on JeremyHarrell.com, click the Sweetheart Freedom t-shirt bundle deal, and you get $10 off the normal price, and you get a small box of chocolates for your wife or your husband. If my wife was buying these shirts, those chocolates would be for me, as you can tell. If she'd let me have them. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I love you all. I will see you tonight for the night show, 5 p.m. More Life from America. We'll be recording for Real America's Voice News, and I will tell you exactly how much we raised for one of our own today, and we'll get a check out in the mail right away so that they don't have to feel like they're suffering under financial, um, a financial rock, okay? Thank you all for joining in. Again, sorry I got so angry. Tonight's show is going to be special. We'll see you later. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in the